Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotman. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio hotman. Hot, 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 hot. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Here we are again in sunny Adelaide. We are, and it is sunny. An Englishman, a Scotsman, an Irishman, a Latvian, a Turk, an Aussie, a Yank, an Egyptian, a Jap, a Mexican, a Spaniard, a Greek, a Russian, an Estonian, a German, an Italian, a Pole, a Lithuanian, a Swede, a Finn, an Israeli, a Romanian, a Bulgarian, a Serb, a Czech and a Swiss man walk into a pub. The landlord says, sorry, I can't let you in without a tie. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome, Ashley. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, viewers. Uh, We're back. He's we back. We He's are back, back from Sydney. We are back, viewers. Yeah. Welcome to episode 172 of Radio Hot Lap, that light-hearted and zany podcast that takes a look at motor racing, a light-hearted look at motor racing, cool national emerging. Sorry. National and international. National and international. Let's see. <laughs> Cool and emerging technologies, gadgets and barbecues in the summertime, casseroles in the winter and never the twain shall meet. roast and some mulled wine. Mold in the winter. In the winter. That's right. Back oh, in Adelaide, JP. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Good. I'm glad to be back. It's uh, very, go. very pleasant here. And Ashley, thank you for coming along. Yeah. Uh, John, it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. That sounds like yeah. what the, uh, they say on Iron Chef. Well, it's good to sit here as the only uh, man of you know, similar age who has good eyesight. So that's good, yes, I like that. Just because you've got sunglasses on, we've got glass glasses on, whatever. It's been a while, isn't it, JP, it uh, since we've, we've done it? It's been a while since you and I have done one. The last one we did was um, on Skype when you were in Sydney and I was in my study at home. Well, the good news, viewers, is that we're back in Adelaide for good, the projects are no longer um, uh, happening up for, for me anyway up in um, in Sydney and uh, I'm back here with, you are. with, with new things to so, do and and really pleased about that too um, and you know I, whilst it was more. nice to be up in Sydney for a while I just I found it was was more stressful than I expected it to be um, and I was only walking to work and then when I had to drive anywhere, that was it was diabolical. I mean, the place is a complete disaster from on the roads. Yeah, it really is. Well, I, I haven't been to Sydney. I worked out for coming up on probably ten years since I've actually been in the city and like hung around or whatever. And I'm going over there for my mum's 80th on at the end of March, so it'll be an interesting uh, look around. I think. Well, I was well, in Sydney last year for CBIT and. That would be the first time I'd been in the city for about about eight or nine years, yeah, much like yourself, John. And uh, yeah, it's quite forbidding. It's it's uh, well, you know, now that we're in Adelaide, basically, and Adelaide's a big country town, you know, the difference is quite substantial. Yeah. Look, if you if you if you're living close to the city and you're, and you're working around there like I was, that's fine. It's only when you get in a car and you have to travel from A to B. I I was just, you know, I, I was luckily enough I didn't have to do that. But when I I would stay out at uh, Greg Russell's or something out at yep. Kent, uh, Kenthurst. Well, 
One morning I left at 6.45 and he's got a lovely like farm property out there past Castle Hill. And um, I was surprised I didn't get into to the city till like 10 past 8. And, you know, it's, it's, it's costing people $20 in, 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 in road taxes a day, rather, in, in you know, the, toll, the, fees. The toll fees. Yeah. Oh, and and it's like the, the, everything's having roadworks done. So mm. you know they're widening the road. They're not fixing the congestion. Yeah. And it's actually what they're doing is adding another lane. And you, you sort of you think, well, you only just built these things. Well, why didn't you do it with another lane? And that's not the uh, not the solution. So of course, by adding the other lane, you're they're actually creating more con yeah. congestion. So yeah. uh, oh, I can't say that I, I, I miss it. But but. On the other side of the coin, Sydney has become a real world-class town now. I mean, a lot of oh, big brands are turning up there, and the uh, you know the the, the Westfield Shopping Centre in the middle of town. So it's it, it's pretty cool. So there's it's it's funky, and the architecture is interesting, and it's a nice place to walk around. I saw some huge cruise ships um, coming in and out of the place. And the very oh, last yeah. day I was there was the QE2 was moored at uh, Garden Island in front of my balcony, and sort of I waved it off as it waved me off. So fantastic. And then yeah. it ended up here. And we um, even opened at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning in Rundle Mall, so that the cruise ship attendees could actually do some shopping we, we before did. eleven. We did, but I think it was the other way around. I think it was here first, and then it went to Sydney. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, well, I'm not sure which way it was going. Anyway, it doesn't either. matter. Yeah. Well, anyway, viewers, it's it's good to be back, and uh, we promise that we will be more regular, and um, back on regularity. <coughs> that sounds like we're doing a rally. Providing the interesting insight angles. Well, the, I mean, the beautiful thing about it is that for the bulk of the time you've been away, it's probably, I mean, it's been through the summer off-season anyway, so there hasn't been that much happening. So now you're back just as the season's about to start, you know. I mean, Formula One's obviously not going to start now until Melbourne because of the uh, Dubai debacle. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be good timing, really, that... We're all here, and, uh, and the season's just. Well, I mean, you know, what's happening over in? I think that the, whole, the Middle East has always been a powder keg, hasn't it? And mm. you know, and there's just, you just don't want to get into that area. But and some they need to, lately. they need to, uh, <laughs> you know, work, work out what, what's best for them as a, as a nation, as as many of the many of mm. the places over there. It's a, we're not a current affairs show, and one should not think that the um, the antics in and uh, uh, the overthrow of the government in, in Egypt would have precipitated uh, the Libyan or the Bahraini involvement, sure. but seems to be they might be getting their news from the same network. Well, well, maybe. And, um, the interesting thing about Bahrain, of course, is that Bernie Eccleston has now stood up and said that despite the fact that the uh, Grand Prix has been cancelled, he's actually saying, well, it's not actually gone. We don't want to wipe it off the calendar. Um, if there's going to be that race in the season, we still want it to be in Bahrain. And he's spoken to the Crown Prince, apparently, and um, if it all blows over and settles down by um, the middle of the summer, he's actually proposing to the FIA that they run the Bahrain race during the summer break. Yeah, and it might actually be the, the European race. Grand Prix. And, and, mm. and, and just, just today, the uh, GP2 Asia series has announced, because GP2 Asia was supporting the V8 supercar opener at Abu Dhabi, uh, that um, and it was due to obviously uh, go to uh, to Bahrain that it'll yes. be now run at Imola later this month. Uh -huh. okay. So uh, doesn't Imola's on the calendar anyway yep. for yep. Um, San Marino uh, for um, the Formula One Championship 2011? But we'll have to sort of see. And uh, I know that there's there's a lot of uh, 
good goodwill there between the Bahraini government and, and Bernie Eccleston's uh, mm. operation there. So I'm sure that, that they will be keen on both sides to fulfil, um, you know, any sort of uh, obligation that's, that's possible. But, you know, force majeure, mm. as they say. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, if there's a contract get out, that will be what they're uh, quoting. But, I mean, the fact that Bernie's saying, oh, we want to get back there, obviously, the race is worth a few bob to him, I would say. Speaking of force majeure, uh, there has been a bit of that going on in this part of the world. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I was wondering whether this was part of Nostradamus's promises, because I think he said 20, 2012 and it's all over. Mm. But, I mean, between floods, firestorms, more floods, <laughs> uh, cyclones and earthquakes, yep. um, you know, you'd, you'd sort of have to go and say, look, if you're thinking of coming here to live, don't. <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> Wait and see if it settles down. Yeah, we get I past mean, 2012. You know, I'm all for a multicultural society, but sort of if you didn't get a leave pass to come here, maybe this is a tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Uh, I mean, mind you, nothing seems to go wrong at Christmas Island, <laughs> except <laughs> for apart from the overcrowding yeah. and shipwrecks. Yeah, well, we won't go there. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was just a, a slight anecdote. But I just, yeah, I just want to pause for a moment to say that you know that there's been some terrible tragedy in this part of the world in the last uh, last month. It's just you, you wouldn't you wouldn't read about it from you know from one week to the next. Uh, some of the news is balanced. I find, you know, certainly on SBS and ABC, the ma the majority of the commercial networks are, are terribly, I wouldn't say bloodthirsty, but they over sensationalise things. Yep. Running. Do we really need to run They're really 20... overcover. Oh, absolutely. Well, they I... do, but it's all about ratings, isn't it? And that's the thing. And but... You've got to remember it's a commercial enterprise and it's all about ratings, and the better their ratings are, the more they can charge for their ads. I and mean, I was watching the, the uh, you know, as a, having been born in New Zealand, in case you didn't know that, viewers, yes, I was. And so was. Don't hold that against me. I came over as a small child and I was shaking the mayor's hand, so I have become an Australian citizen a long time ago. And I don't say garage. Or seen which or one the holes with fosh, but uh, I, I've been to Christchurch. I really can't actually pinpoint in my mind uh, Christchurch, but that part of the world is uh, does have a huge amount of heritage heritage down there. But I couldn't help but watch uh, one of the uh, the Channel Seven or Channel Nine's rolling coverage of the uh, the last uh, living survivor to be brought out of one of the buildings there. Her name was Anne, and they they were showing it you know live. They were actually interviewing the the New Zealand Prime Minister at the time when they had to make a sudden cross to see her being brought out, yet she never was actually shown being brought out, yet they ran the same bit of video and there was the ladder going up and then there was a hose being sprinkling water down and then another man coming down with an emergency phone with a yellow cover on it handing it to a police chief and then the panning of the jacket from emergency services to this and it continued to do this in a cycle, and I'm really, I'm really disappointed. I forgot to watch Media Watch oh, yeah, uh, to on see Monday night to see what it. they would have got because you <laughs> never actually got to see Anne. Yet they managed to keep you in suspense for about well after 30 minutes and watching at least 10 repeats of exactly the same photographic video sequence. I just went, look, I'm, you know, I'm over this now. Well, I am. I well, which is, I mean, I have to say that. I mean, you, you say about the ABC coverage being better. Yes, it is. But like during well, the balance. during the Queensland floods and the uh, and the cyclone, particularly the cyclone, um, ABC 24 
were showing the same clips over and over again. I mean, you saw the same guy standing in front of the same palm trees that were blow, being blown over at the same... Yeah, but it is ABC 20 degree 24. angle. It's a 24-hour <laughs> news channel. And yeah, also, know, the, 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 the ABC, ABC last night did show a... Uh, uh, a one-hour special on after the deluge, and you know what what the yes. how the, what the water has brought to right. the area. Mm. And I know this is a bit off topic, but uh, the, the the weather conditions were so poor that that morning uh, that the emergency services couldn't get in there. And the ABC uh, chopper with Paul Lockyer got in there to grant them prior to everybody yes. else. And they weren't trying to sensationalise that; they were actually just going, "Hey, this is just the state, state of the nation." But anyway, I just just want yeah. to say, um, you know. Well, all of our viewers I, I, uh, in those areas, and I'm sure we have some. Um, good luck to you, and let's just hope that uh, yeah, you it's been move a, uh, on and, uh, and rebuild, and uh, and that everything's good for you for the rest of the year. Terrible stuff. I concur. But the motor racing season is upon us. Um, it is. Looking back. Okay, there's been a few tragedies there with uh, uh, Robert Kubica's accident and yeah, uh, sidelining him. That uh, has fallen his uh, his drive to Nick Heidfeld, um, probably a, a pretty good option there, um, uh, who has a lot of experience and feedback, and I think they need that for those uh, the, the cars this year. Um, today, Aston Martin has revealed its new uh, uh, Le Mans 24-hour um, LMP1 prototype. Mm -hmm. I can't say they are pretty cars, JP, mm -hmm. because all of the um, Le Mans LMP1, and I'm not sure if the LMP2 cars, they have to run the shark fin down the centre back, much like the Formula yep. 1 cars. It, it, they don't look pretty. It's interesting that there's uh, Aston Martin has revealed going for an open cockpit type car. Well, it looks very much like the old panels. Uh, well, it's actually, uh, to me, I, it, it, it reminds, yes, it does a little bit look, look a bit like the, the, the panel style car, but uh, some of the Can-Am style, very yeah. wedge-shaped. Uh, I, I don't think it's a, a particularly pretty no, car, but pretty. Um, I'm sure it's probably going to be a, an, an effective vehicle. Um, also, that uh, while we're talking of sports car racing, the uh, uh, Peugeot will be uh, running a uh, 908 hybrid called the Hybra, Hybrid 4. I think that's I think that's what it's called. Um, at the Le Mans 24-hour test session, they don't intend to actually run the car. Because, well, uh, the regs don't allow it technically until next year, do they? I'm not sure about the I'm regs. I sure. haven't gone through them in fine yeah. detail. But they are going to, if uh, if possible, run that car at the test session. Um, when this is the first year they're reintroducing the test session, uh, which is traditionally about a month out, probably a little yes. bit less this time, um, uh, into Le Mans 24-hour, the GFC um, curtailed that. But it was sort of necessary because if you were a rookie, you, you needed to do some miles there. Mm. And um, you, you couldn't just front the event, which is invitation only, I might add, or, um, or through uh, results Plus from results, yeah. Yeah, American Le Mans series, Le Mans series, uh, the Le Mans 24-hour FIA GT, and associated um, you know, FIA GT races around the world um, to just, just turn up this. So, I think that's that, that that's interesting, and there's a, there's a, a switch to hybrid there. The, we saw the Porsche show that 918 yes. hybrid car, uh, beautifully uh, interior there, but also using the same, pretty much the same um, regeneration system that they used in the 911 hybrid that ran that at uh, Nurburgring uh, 24 hours yep. last year, uh, spinning at something over 30,000 RPM. Mm. When uh, under braking, certainly want that to be contained. 
as if uh, you want a good scatter shield around that ash because it comes <laughs> off, it's going to slice through your manhood. Well, <laughs> like a Qantas flight to Singapore when the Rolls-Royce Trent 900 exploded. Like yeah. Something similar to that. A turbine flew straight out the side of the, of the aircraft. Mm. Mm. Not nice. Well, they the... were meant to have a containment shield. But this Sorry, is not, for the this less... is not aircraft daily. Okay, for the less, um, <laughs> for the less technically... Uh, you know, savvy. Astute. Astute, savvy, okay, whatever. Well, could you'd you get please... more, you'd get... I think he's which, having a go at you, could you please, which, which, um... which, If you're playing Scrabble, which one would give you more points? Uh, uh, savvy I, or astute? I have a life, so I don't play Scrabble. Um, savvy. What, savvy um, and have to, because of the four for the V. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just detail the principles behind the regeneration? Or the regenerative... Centrifugal force under braking... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, allows uh, I don't know exactly how it works. I've, I've got some some stuff there I can keeps the thing dig it up. Spinning. Um, but yeah, basically the the, the braking mm-hmm. of the car then engages some using centrifugal force engages some other mechanical so bits and pieces no. that send send engine uh, energy back into a uh, effectively a, a capacitor, which is then redeployed to the front wheels, uh, generating around about. Uh, um, 80 horse, 60, 60 kilowatt, 80 oh, okay. horse yeah. okay. per wheel. I, think. I, I will, uh, I will go and dig yeah. it all up. In fact, I will. I've got the iPad I'm here, so I will go and explain to you. Because exactly when you say hybrid these days, when you use the term hybrid, mm. it's kind of difficult to know whether you're talking about electric, you're talking about hydrogen, you're talking about biofuels. Well, well hybrid is usually a, a conglomeration of two technologies. So you're talking you generally about like marriage, really. Yeah, but yeah, about yeah. A, a powered motor, i.e., yeah. a diesel or a, or a petrol-driven motor, mm-hmm. and an electric motor. That's that's sort of the way that hybrid comes. Yeah, yeah. it's a combination mm-hmm. of like it uses an electric engine to mm-hmm. supplement the, the petrol or the right. diesel uh, okay. diesel engine to provide you know an extra boost or, or uh, uh, you know an opportunity for it to save mm-hmm. fuel. In the other area, you certainly see and and hear the term a lot, but there's so many new mm. technologies, it's often difficult to pinpoint which one you're actually talking about. I mean, and this is the reason why Radio Hotlap is the number one podcast in the world. <laughs> I mean, uh, and uh, ordered, and these are audited figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, JP, they, they've been audited. Yeah. <laughs> Who ordered there is there is Did you no get other Jezza to do it. No. <laughs> when you were driving so back, an so just all these it. figures from me, Jezza signed that off. Mm. <laughs> I can't believe that you would you you as a, as the as the founding co-host of this show would be so flippant to realise that we are the number one podcast in the world that because no one else marries the love of barbecues. Technology and motor racing into one show. Well, this is true. We are pretty unique, mm. but I don't know whether that makes us the number one podcast. Be, well, we are audited. <laughs> <laughs> we were, but then they went well, to jail. <laughs> Developed by Williams Grand Prix and raced it last year in a Porsche 911 at Nurburgring 24-hour race, the technology involves storing power from its own dynamics when braking. Power is sent to the RSR's front axle, where the wheels have their own electric motors, both of them producing 75 kilowatts each. That's an extra... 150. ...added to the already whopping 420 kilowatts produced by the 3.4-litre V8, a total combined output of... Um, 
It's forgotten what you said now. Five, Five, 570. <laughs> oh, righto. But, so, my question would be this, if I could just interrupt. If you're already producing 430, 440, whatever the original figure is, surely that's enough. You can never have enough horsepower. And you see, this is this is where you are, can never be a, a regular anchor of the show. Okay. It's it's okay. a fundamental of motor racing. Okay. You can never have enough horsepower. Okay. The rule is, Ashley, it's when to know to use it. Okay. That's it. Anyone can put their foot down. It's about knowing when not Timing. to do that. That's right. Timing. Good. Do you, yeah. want to put, do you want 420 horsepower on a hairpin? That is why you quit the first lap on the high-speed ring of <laughs> Gran Turismo 5 <laughs> in the Fiat 500. Yeah. It was a worry. Yeah. What did you think of the steering wheel? Um, uh, uh, Disarming? Heavy. No, heavy, lumpy, and not intuitive. It's a fair but, summation, Much like think. the PC world. You know. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's cloud. getting them in, isn't he? Yay he's, he's whacking them in there. Mm. So, so we, you on still on sports cars, or I nick back to Formula well, I think One? That's I, I, just uh, whilst you were talking about injuries and uh, and whatnot, Timo Glock actually had Timo, a... Timo, Timo, Timo. It's Timo, isn't it? It's T E A M O. Depends on how you pronounce it, doesn't it? No, it's T I M O. It's Timo. That's what I just said. Well, get it right, will you? <laughs> he had an emergency appendix removal in the early hours of Monday morning in Switzerland. Was it a so he's hour unlikely to test... hour race? <laughs> he's, just quick pull in. he's unlikely to test in Barcelona next week, um, but he's hopeful of being back for the start of the season. But, of course, he won't be doing any of the testing. Um, although a he's Ash, put his hand Ash, up to did say I give that you he permission to use your phone while JP's talking? So, uh, just, so that's an interesting one. And another F1 uh, little scoopy, scooperoo is that Nissan has apparently signed with Red Bull in a $10 million per annum deal that's going to run for the next two years to promote their Luxo brand, Infinity. Uh, yeah, that's true, um, but they won't be doing any engine branding. No, no engine branding, because the deal's struck on the back of the Nissan-Renault like cross-shareholding or whatever, and Renault supply the engines anyway. But um, it certainly, uh, you know, like bucks the trend of, of recent times where all the Jap manufacturers are leaving Formula One, that one of them's actually coming back in with some money. Well, let's hope that... And a lot of money. Let's, let's, let's hope that the, they, they do come back. We don't, Infinity Brand's not here in Australia. We don't no. see it. It goes up against Lexus. Lexus, that's right, yeah. But at least Lexus stands for something. What does Infinity stand for? What, as in the letters? Yeah. Least exotic... No, 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 no. Extravagant. Luxury Export US. US. Is what Lexus is about. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I didn't know. Did you know anything about that issue? I didn't, but I wonder about the, the old Mazda brand. What was that? Unos, was it? Yeah, Unos, yeah. yeah. What did that stand for? Any idea? Oh, I would presume it's got something to do with European, European because that's, yeah. you know, the Universal market they were after. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it certainly didn't have Nos. <laughs> Short lived, was it? Uh, it was. Well, it was here. I don't know whether it's um, whether it's still going in Japan or not. But uh, yeah, interesting. There's not been much else happening Formula One wise. That's for sure. Well, they've been testing. Yeah, and yeah, you know they've, 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 had, they've been they've had their old their whole Apple car overturned 
by the drama in Bahrain because they were right. meant to go there to test and I thought, croc, if we go there then we might not be able to get the stuff down to Australia yep. and then there's been um, uh, the, the, the stuff could get stuck there and I go, well, what's the point of testing at Bahrain if we're not going to race there yep. and then there's been all this So now they're just going to do Barcelona The town, the, 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 the mayor and, and some other prat down Adelaide going and saying we don't want the Grand Prix anymore, it's costing us too much money. And Bernie, oh, you mean in Melbourne? Melbourne yeah, yeah. and Bernie's going, well, listen, right, I'll just take my bat and ball and fuck yeah, off. That's right. And yeah. you can go all get fucked. And, yeah. and, and if, and you, if you... If Australia you, if just you think, won't have an F1 if, race. If you want to make Simple me cross, uh, I, I can, I'll be cross. Yep. Fair enough. How much longer do you think Bernie has in the game? He's been around a long time. Well, <laughs> people were asking that 20 years ago. Mm. So, you know, who knows? He's certainly uh, still at the top of it, whatever he's doing, you know. Mm. He's, he's hanging on and he's, you know, he's still in control. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, this extensive interview that they did with him when he was talking about uh, proposing the Bahrain race in the, in the mid-season break, um, he came up with this wonderful uh, idea to make racing more interesting, which was uh, along the lines of, well, whenever we have a race in the wet, it's always a lot more interesting because it evens the field out and there's more overtaking, whereas on the fast tracks normally, once it's dry and the rubber's laid down and, and, and the, the cars are all running, nobody can overtake because none of them are quick enough to overtake each other, basically. But in the rain, we always get a great, greater disparity. So Bernie's come up with this great idea that, well, why don't we investigate how many tracks would actually take some watering and set up a system of artificial rain-making to sprinkle the track and make it wet during an event just to add some more spice to it, which is probably fairly dramatic in, in, uh, in terms of a concept, but the reality, I don't think, would uh, go down too well with the teams. Well, it's like, it's like telling the AFL players that for three rounds in a year they have to play with a round ball. Well, it's, yeah. just, it's just ridiculous. Well, but, uh, but you know, it's a, it's a Bernie idea, but it's interesting. And he said, we'll make rain, maybe for sort of like... 20 minutes in the middle of the race or 20 minutes at the end or the last 10 laps or whatever, but we'll give them a two-minute warning that we're going to turn the sprinklers on. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. So, I don't know. You'll see today that uh, Fujitsu have uh, announced the, the 11 drivers in the, the cool Fujitsu program. Uh, they're sprinkled through uh, karting and, and Formula Ford, but uh, no doubt these, these uh, 11, which includes... Uh, a sixteen-year-old female driver, Renee Gracie, uh, who's uh, a, a carter, will at some point turn up down the track in the Fujitsu uh, V8 Supercar Championship. Mark my words, that's JP, cool. you heard it, that's good. Uh, heard it here first. So um, I, like that <clears throat> I reckon they're all the, the people to target for a bit of PR work. Yeah, if you feel definitely. like doing that sort of stuff, that's just a bit of a tip, viewers. Who have we got in South Australia? Todd Hazelwood uh, and. Uh, Harding in Australia recently tested Formula Ford with BRM. Um, that's the only one. Right. There you go. Mm, hello. Very good. Well, what about uh, V8s? What about them? Well, not been much happening. Uh... What do you mean there's not been much happening? There was this huge deluxe race in, in oh, yeah, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, but that's been and gone. Yeah, but I mean, how good was that? It, I mean, was, how, a good, it was a good race. How, it was how, good coverage. It was a pain in the ass because it was the middle of the night I mean, if you wanted to watch it, it live. It's a one-off. It's never been. It's never happened yeah. in the history of the sport. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. That the, you don't. 
I do. You I know what you're saying. Because it was under lights. No. What? No, the, the champion ended up with a negative point score. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I hadn't looked at it from that point of view. The, James Courtney ended up at the end of day one with minus yes. points. And he was the current champion. He was more than last. <laughs> but managed to win the next day that's to come right. through How to 12th. I mean, that's rare. It is rare. You're right. See, that's the weird and wackiness of it. <laughs> so, but apart from that, moving back to our shores, which is where I guess, you know, like uh, Clipsal 500, two weeks' time, um, people think of that generally as the first real race of the season, the onshore, the first of the onshore races. So um, things are certainly hotting up from that point of view. I see Wilson Security have got their uh, launch. Wilson! launch of their new car in uh, Melbourne on uh, Friday. Um, That's quite true, yes. So if you're in Melbourne, um, turn it, Tony D'Alberto is going to take the covers off the new look Wilson security car, and they're going to also unveil the Fujitsu series entry of David Wall. Um, it's, where is it? Uh, Who, Friday uh, at, the Australian GT champion, twice in a yes. row, uh, is, uh, is coming back to, he's moving on to that. I, oh, which is great, I reckon. Yeah, I, I do too, and I just... Um, I think that David was a very good driver, and uh, I just hope that hope that he'll go okay in in in, in Fujitsu. Marcus Zakanovic has got the new. He's got a new uh, leash, leash drive. I had a chat to him earlier in the day. Yep. Um, he's looking really forward to that. Um, has he been doing any tests? Oh, he can't do much testing anyway. You're looking longingly at the at the focus, Aris, over there. Yeah, I was looking at the discs. The discs. The discs. The discs, the discs. So, yeah, so, anyway, if you're in Melbourne, 10am, Southern Cross Station in Spencer Street. Um, Tony's going to take the covers off the car. David Wall's going to be... The uh, car's going to yeah. be unveiled. And uh, Martin Whitaker's actually going to be in attendance for the launch as the build-up to the Clipsal 500 continues. And certainly there is a build-up to the Clipsal 500 because today, viewers, they launched... Their iPhone app. Uh, in conjunction with the radio station. Which is pretty good, I have to say. It's a, it's a conjunction with the radio station, isn't it? Well, I never knew anything yeah, about a radio a station. Radio station, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, the iPhone app's out, and it's uh, it's pretty schmick. It's, uh, Where do you get that from, JP? You just, it's a free download from the uh, iTunes, from iTunes from, from the App Store. I'm sure if you go to clipsal500.com.au... Um, oh, there'll be a link to it. But, I mean, if you just go to uh, go to the store and uh, App Store and uh, just key in, which is all I did, Clipsal 500, it comes up straight away. Um, but it gives you a race day program, teams and drivers... Uh, a map of the track, which is rather useful if you if you've never been before, of course, and you you want to find your way around. Tells you who's uh, who's on what concerts, and then there's a, uh, there's actually a Twitter link, which is quite good because it's got all the latest uh, tweets from the drivers. So um, you oh, know, let's stay up late and listen to all that. Well, it's just interesting stuff, and it just keeps you up to date. You know, that's how come this about. is the first it's time you've downloaded an app? It's not the first time I've downloaded an app. <laughs> Okay, it's the second. Shut I told up. you to down your load the first one last night. No, you did not. You always like to put me down about stuff like that, don't you? Hey? You just do. How do you get rid of the finder press in that? You can't trash the finder press on an iPhone. So there. Anyway, it's worthwhile looking for it, viewers. It's a worthwhile app. And if you're coming to the Clipsal, it's probably an app that you wouldn't want to be without. Because, you know, you never know when you're going to nick off to the toilet to get rid of that last beer and something spectacular happens and you need a recap. Is it? 
Is, it, is the racetrack built on the Bay of Biscay soil? No. No. That's further out. Ah, you know about it too. This is... Ah, now, see, he doesn't believe me about Bay of Biscay soil, so this is your big chance. No, it's not. To tell him We're not that it does exist, We're not, so. and it's in certain areas of Adelaide. It absolutely exists. See? Tell him, Ash. Okay, it absolutely exists. Tomorrow will be the new iPad 2 announcement. Uh, in fact, it's happening, it is happening today. Oh, which is the second, but in America. So by the time we wake up tomorrow, there'll be an announcement about the new iPad 2. Um, JP won't have his, be able to get any stock of them, as usual. Absolutely. I've already spoken to a client today, actually, and I said, I reckon that we'll be lucky if we see anything before the middle to the end of April, and it'll be more like May, knowing our luck down here. I've already secured mine, thanks very so, much. There you go. Thank you. And, and, uh, Prior to the delivery of it. Sorry, just to you know, brush over the, the, efficient, uh, the um, sorry, enhancements, what do you expect, or in what meaningful way do you expect the IPC to be different from the I have, I have, I have no idea, because uh, Stevie's been ill. Rumours, Bill's And, and uh, he hasn't cameras. been able to communicate uh, directly. No, I, I would have suggested you know a front-facing camera and perhaps a carbon fibre shell and some uh, you know some 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 a bit of trim here and, and there. I, I really thinner? have no idea thinner. exactly what's going. Same on. screen. Any USB ports anywhere? No, there'll be no USB. They port. don't reckon that there will be, be no USB port. port on the basis that they don't want the ecosystem to be broken. If you if you if you can. If you put a USB port into it, then you can put content directly onto it without having to go through Apple's iPhoto environment and, That's true. and, and you can manage it. They don't want that system broken. Um, they want everybody to have to go to and but, download But it. having said that, they did provide a very, very ugly solution to be able to put uh, uh, content off an SD card uh, in, the, in the bottom there. That's like, a, like a half the size of, a, of, of an iPad. Uh, iPhone, um, pretty ugly stuff. Gordon Brown, Gordon Brown, he's uh, he's he's on uh, Steve's shit list. Is that right? Absolutely. For what reason? Well, um, uh, I mean, Gordon, he's on a lot of Gordon, shit lists Gordon, too. Gordon <laughs> had invited Steve to come and talk at a Labor Party conference in right. 2009, but he said, "Look, no, I'm not coming." Yeah. He said, "Well, fuck it, then I'm going to block your knighthood." And, Knighthood, um, and uh, yes, uh, and in fact, uh, it's, um, <laughs> yep, it's, it's, it's official. What a load of old bollocks! <laughs> Where did you find speaking that? Speaking of um, bollocks, speaking of no, speaking of pivotal royal events, you have the royal pivotal. wedding coming up in the not too distant future. That's right. It's got what's so it much to do, to do with, with motor racing. Oh, I just thought I'd mention it. Well, what's Gordon Brown got to do with anything? Except what's Steve Jobs? That so it ties in with the technology. Because he blocked Steve's knighthood. We like Steve. Wouldn't have been I mean, we, you know, an honorary professorship. We're paid, we're paid by Apple to talk nicely about them. Okay. How do you think we live this lifestyle? Well, I haven't seen the cheque. I know. <laughs> That's in the you're mail. A, I haven't got mine a, yet either. You're a miserable, miserable <laughs> PC hound. But mind you, the rusty sausage is down there. Yeah, she did have a little bark and a bit of little outburst earlier on. Rusty we haven't acknowledged sausage. her in this show. No, Rusty. Rust. Rust has had uh, a bit of um, injection surgery. Well, she's injection, injection surgery. 
Phil and Jacob? Uh, with, with, but yeah. she had that the last time we, the, the, we yep. did a show, didn't she? she, she, she said that, no, she had, no, no, no. She right. said, she's just a drug addict. She said uh, four shots for the year. <laughs> and then she, because she's getting a little bit of a sore back, she goes right. on a monthly course of every week, every Monday morning, and like yep. it gets WD-40 for dogs ah. in the back. And it just lubes up until she yep. can run around. Cool. And she's, she's the happiest dog in the world. Look at that. Well, she's having a good time. So anyway, I think, viewers, we're back. Um, Anything else of note? Oh, soft tyres for uh, Albert Park. That'll be interesting, I reckon. Soft tyres. So for the first time ever, the V8s are actually able to run... uh, I think they get... um, I don't know how many sets. Three sets, I think it is, of the softer tyres to use across the three races at Albert Park as the support uh, act for the uh, Grand Prix. Two four-day events in a row. I know that's troublesome. It is troublesome, especially with all the carnage that usually occurs. And the grippier tyres might make people a bit more um, obstreperous than they already are. Even if obstreperous, but thank you anyway. Oh. I think they'll be using their um, <laughs> their spare cars. Yeah, they may be. Well, well being a non-championship race. They get two sets of hards, but I don't think anybody will be using them, will they? Oh, well. Anyway, so... Um, and so, while we're on the subject of tyres, now I, I just caught the end of a news bulletin this morning where somebody in Formula One land was having a big whinge about the new Pirelli tyres and saying that they were... Inconsistent? A, inconsistent, but B, they wouldn't last. They reckon you can get X number of really quick laps out of them and they go off so quickly and start falling to bits. Yeah, no, it's going to be... Was it? Right. I didn't, didn't know who it was. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, suddenly that jogged my memory. Okay, so what else did he say, anything? He said, the only one thing to do is to come home and have a nice bowl of... Chicken noodle soup. No, chicken. Now, <laughs> I, I come up with this dish, and I, I just want to give it to you. So, well, I'm not going to give you a piece You're going to give me the dish? But I'm going to go, last night I came up with this little dish. And what I did is I got some, some, a little bit of sesame oil and some um, oyster sauce bit of sugar, light soy, and I grated some ginger into it. Mm-hmm. And I put the chicken fillets in there, and I uh, thigh fillets, and I sliced them into long like strips, like, yep, like this yep. peg here sort of thing. And for half an hour, an hour in the fridge, covered them back up. Then I, um, I put a little bit of oil, a couple of te- tablespoons of oil into... Oh, and some Shaoxing wine, which is that Chinese wine. Um, into, into the is source. that the one that tastes like lighter fuel or the one that's no, quite pleasant? No, no, no. It's a shelf-sink <laughs> way. Anyway, so I put that in there. And anyway, so a little bit of oil in the bottom. Um, uh, cooked half of them for half of the chicken for a minute. Reserved that. Another half. Reserved that. Then did a, a small chopped white onion yep. with um, some chopped shallots. Fried that up. Put the whole lot together and another bit of a uh, shelf-sink sauce wine on the top with some boiled rice absolutely gorgeous and just uh, uh, garnished with a bit of shredded uh, shallot Shallot, and uh, red chilli just like thin stuff not seeds out so really good dish Um, a modification I have to say credit where credit's due on uh, on Kylie Kwong's recipe one of her mother's favourites so I've just uh, varied it slightly in that I haven't been as accurate as she is But a damn good dish. Uh, and I said to Andrew, would you like a bit? He, he tried a little bit. Um, where's FWBM? I don't know. He's hiding. FWBM is on the hide. 
So we'll just leave the viewers hanging while Hardy goes in search on a whim. Now, interest. Well, while we're waiting, I'll just get into this. There's been a, a guy in um, a guy named Mark Beach, professor from the University of Bristol, and he's found that holding a phone in certain ways can lead to a hundredfold reduction in sensitivity to wireless signals. Beautifully read, JP. So he's basically saying that, despite what Mr. Jobs said about the grip, the death grip on the iPhone 4, all phones are susceptible to it and that cases don't necessarily solve the problem. Well, you know, the, so. the Consumer Reports gave the uh, the CDMA phone the big, like, useless as well this week, so mm. they would have made Stevie uh, turn his grave, come out. So I believe he's going to be on stage to announce the iPad 4 tomorrow and probably go and, go and get fucked Consumer Reports again. <laughs> and there'd be more NMA um, animations. NMA. And Charlie Sheen would be coming out to do seven gram rocks. <laughs> Actually, that's a good thing. Charlie Sheen could represent Apple. That'd be, That'd be great. You get some creativity, heaven, wouldn't it? Eh? Creativity. Yeah. I think it's good. I like it's Charlie. Then Charlie can actually say you can all get fucked, which is sometimes what happens with you know without it being said. There's a certain synergy there, there though. You know, he he's you know full of hype. He's shallow. There's not much substance. So yeah, it's, he's it's not. A good he's great. He's got two babes. And he's, he's just, you know, and he's got a right. ton of money. He, he makes his own porn, that's all. It's, he's just attention-seeking, and, and so be it. And Fantastic. Gets pissed. And he'll probably get more money the next time round. <laughs> let me tell you, told him if, if that, CBS gets rid of him, someone else will pick him up. Don't you worry for more money. Oh, yeah. yeah. And but that's the industry, it isn't it? Mm. And loving it. Yeah, well. Well, I think it's... Uh, that's probably that's about it. First, first one for the new. What are we kind of for the new? The new. The our sixth year, JP. Is it? Yeah, I know. Where we actually going to get? We're going to get lively. We're going to do a bit of research. We're yep. going to get accurate. I've been yep. down to, to the Clipsal. Yes. And put the, the, the stickers up in the appropriate Good. places. Good. So like it, right. it was all locked in. Yep. We're going to ka-ching in gun gung ho. Undercover the story. I just hassle like to, the foie I just like to add. Yep. And this story doesn't have anything particular about barbecues or motor racing, but it's it's the end of an era. Just a few days ago, the last surviving World War One soldier died. His name was um, his first name I can't remember, but his surname was Buckles. And he was right. true. <laughs> he died at 110. Jane. And and he is the last known survivor of World War One, which I think is quite remarkable. Well. He was in yeah, the 60s, zone. Died at 110, you know. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, I don't believe he actually saw saw action, you know. But he was he was in the war, and then he was in, interred by the Japanese in World War Two. Yeah, what is the relevance? I mean, I'm, I I know. Okay, we, the relevance <coughs> is is that, that the Great War was the the Great War, and it, it it you know it was. Lest we forget. Lest we forget. You've and, been and listening the, to Radio Hot, that, that light-hearted look at world. What I'm trying to war. say is that the entire Anzac <laughs> tradition, and Anzac meaning those sheep-loving New Zealanders like yourself, John, um, <laughs> that's where it all came from. That's where it all came from, and I think that's historic. It's an historic it is. moment. It a is weird, a, historic. a weird historic term. Much as historic will be the last time he's on the show this year. <laughs> and on that note, I'd like to say, <laughs> you've been drinking a $3 glass oh yeah, of it? red wine mm. called the Silverback 
Bastow. C-D-R. No, it's Bazado. Bazado. Bastow. Okay. <laughs> you Sydney Philistine. Hang on, hang on. Mix the Sydney with the New Zealander. What do you get? Hardy. Bastow. Bastow. We're not going to forget that one. They can all get fucked, viewers. <laughs> Bay of Biscay, Bastow. Get fucked. Thank you.